Greetings from the Uncanny Valley. This is the Westworld podcast on the Incomparable Network. Thank you to Jason and everybody out there at the Incomparable for hosting us. I'm your host, Kelly Gamont. With me, as always, is Don Melton. Party on, Don. Party on, Garth. Now, we're here to step into analysis for Season 3, Episode 3, The Absence of Field. And I think I may know where that title comes from now. And we will talk about that in a moment. I just want to point out that um, there should be a big fat spoiler horn here. In case you haven't seen this episode, we're going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about other stuff that happened uh, before this episode. So if you're not caught up, you may want to take a moment. And uh, then there'll be some crazy stuff that is probably never going to see. You're never going to see on the show because Don and I are really excited about theories and tend to be more excited about them that turn out to be wrong. So there you go. In case you haven't listened to the show before, I don't know why you're starting here, but that's what's up. Don, talk to me about the title. Okay, about the title. Uh, I, you know, I'm searching around on the internet thinking I've heard that before, and this was not a case of where I heard it, but apparently uh, a fellow named Mark Strand, a poet from one of his, uh, I guess, one of his poems, had this quote, in a field, I am the absence of field. This is always the case. Wherever I am, I am what is missing. Hmm. Yeah, okay. that's what I thought. So, but that's... <laughs> That's I feel like the, that's what ta- interwebs tells me comes up to the top of that search. So I was like, you yeah. know, we could probably spend a good hour talking about what the hell that meant. Well, my 50 mile an hour appraisal is that um, because I've taken a little bit of cold medication to make sure that I don't cough through the entire show, I've either taken uh, not enough. Like I, I either should have had none or I should have had way more than I had, because right now it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yes. By the way, for those just jumping into analysis on this episode and haven't listened to the first two, Kelly does not have the trendy virus. It <laughs> I is do not. some other bug. She no. does not have the trendy virus. I do not. Um and uh, and I am on the mend, so uh feeling a little bit better and a little less um croaky. Mm-hmm. And generally all around improving all the time. So there is that. Uh, there may be some coughing. I will do my best to mute it. But anyway, um, the absence of... That's inter- that is interesting. Um, yeah. I will probably think about that some more. Uh, one of the first things that I want to talk about with this episode is the recap. <clears throat> and mostly I want to talk about it because um, this is one of those that had no words. So it was just musical oh, yeah. music with the images. And we got the, I think we mostly got those. I don't know if we got them on every episode in season two, but I think a lot of them were that same sort of like, here's an image and some music. And we're just going to re- kind of give you a brief reminder of like, these two people talked, this thing happened, you know, with music over it. You know, I, now I got to go back and check. Um, if I have those copies anymore, because on the Blu-rays, they don't always include those things. Yeah. Uh, you have to go back to actually HBO and look at them there because they'll yeah. uh, uh, HBO go. But I'm pretty sure 
on season two. And that is very observant of you. Cause I remember thinking at the time I was watching it Sunday night. It's like, Oh, they're doing that again. Yeah. Cause didn't they do that for pretty much episode two, episode two or three onward in season two. Cause I know the first episode yeah, it was. Hey, yeah, remember us? Previously, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it had words and stuff like that because they had context. And I mm-hmm. think it did on the second episode. But after that, whoever was editing those mm-hmm. d- deserved a special Academy Award because yes. I was like, how the heck are they doing this? They were lovely. You know, it, yeah, they were lovely. And this was really good. The pacing was just mm-hmm. was just perfect. So, uh, yeah, since we're talking it, about the music, I do want to take a second because we haven't talked about it yet, and we're going to talk about it every episode. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love the music. I love that this season sounds so much different than the other two. Um, <clears throat> the other two sound sort of similar because we were sort of in a similar place, and now we're not. And so, it's given me very much that um, Tron Legacy soundtrack from Daft Punk for. Yeah. Um, that that would have gone to a movie if there'd been a movie wink wink um but the 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 tron legacy soundtrack is is always the vibe i get from this and i think it's also because like it always takes place at night and everything is dark and curvy and awesome looking um <clears throat> which by the way evan rachel wood uh in an interview said that the the cast and crew started referring to the show as night world when they were filming it <laughs> Because and it got really old really quick because uh, she said it was it was like major sleep deprivation there for a while. Oh yeah, maybe not quite as bad as uh, Game of Thrones season eight. A couple episodes were really uh, severe, but she said they did a lot of night shooting. Yeah, and it's hard. And it's hard when you work nights because then you're like at the opposite schedule of the rest of the world. And it feels very weird. I've had to do some yeah. like overnight shift stuff. And, and yeah, it's it's rough. Um, but anyway, um, this the music sounds beautiful. Uh, I really, really love it. I can't wait to get the soundtrack. And uh, like I said, it's given me that very much very much that Tron Legacy vibe. But also um, I want it. I want it to come out the way the Mandalorian music came out where uh, uh, when the episode was released, then there'd be a new chapter out on the, the iTunes store and you could go like I have Apple music. So I just listen to him that way. Um, but you could download like every chapter of with all the music in it for that particular episode. And I want to do that for this show because I want all the music from the show. <laughs> so it would be really cool if that were a thing that could happen. Um and since I know like HBO totally listens to you and I talk about this show and takes it very, very seriously, that's totally going to happen, right? Well, somebody was listening to the show. Why don't you tell that story before we oh, get into okay. the rest of the analysis? Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, so, by the way, I, I want to preface this by saying that when Kelly found this out or got this thing in the mail, it was all caps text to me for like several minutes. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I just want to put it in context. (laughs) Okay. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to give a shout out to a New Mexico tea company. And you may have heard of them if you know that there's, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, if you know that there's, uh, Star Trek blends of tea, um, there's this place that will get, that will, will sell it to you. 
as tea, Earl Grey, hot. That's what they sell you. And they sell you like a whole bunch of different kinds of Earl Grey tea. So there's like um, vintage and cream and decaf, which is also sort of entertaining. And um, there's like a smoky and a jasmine and a bunch of different flavors. So this sounded interesting. I wanted to check it out. Um, New Mexico Tea Company is uh, a sponsor of another show on The Incomparable called Vulcan Hello. And so... um, I I was like, oh, hey, you know, um, I'm running running low on the Earl Grey stash tea that I've got now, and I'd like to try some other. So I went and I um, ordered from them, and this showed up a couple days ago at my house, this this order of tea. So I open it up, and it's like wrapped in nice tissue paper and stuff, and, and so I get it out, and I'm like, oh, look at all this tea. This tea is so great. And then I pull out the packing slip, and the packing slip on it is like, you know, I ordered the... Um, like the the captain's sampler or whatever it was, and <clears throat> so I ordered I ordered the the captain's collection, the number one collection, because it doesn't come with the infuser. So it says like I've ordered one number one collection, and on the bottom of it in Sharpie, it says, "Westworld is a good show too," with a smiley face. Out of nowhere, <laughs> so I pull out all the tea and. Mr. Kelly's there and he's like, what'd you get in the mail in this, you know, big puffy envelope? And so I pull it out and I'm like, oh, I ordered this, you know, it's the tea I ordered and like, check it out. And the packaging is really cool. And I like all the stuff. And and then I pull out this sheet and I just stop talking, which, as you may imagine, is very, very unusual and kind of freaked him out. And he was like, what? And I went and I just handed him the piece of paper and he was like how did that and he was like why would they and i'm like yeah and he goes how do they know well obviously (laughs) obviously they got your information from insight yes so (laughs) so that like that was his like how do they know and that was my first reaction was robo and and so eventually i recovered i just like i couldn't believe i was totally blown away like how how do you know that that's me? You know, anyway, so like, and then I was like, somebody's listening. That's really exciting too. And, uh, and so then I texted Don. So, so now you know how Caleb, <laughs> Caleb Fields uh, felt in this episode, right? Well, the opposite, because to me, this was a good feeling. And to him, it was a terrible feeling. So um, I want to give a yes. shout out to David at New Mexico Tea Company, who I found out is the person who wrote the note. Uh, because he replied on Twitter and was like, I'm just sitting down to watch this episode now. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll be quiet and leave you alone. Um, so hi, David. Um, I love your tea. And uh, you all should check out nmteaco.com. nmteaco.com. They're not a sponsor. I just love them. And I did try um, <laughs> I, I did try the uh, their sort of regular Earl Grey and uh, really, really liked it. So, uh, so far I've, I've, I've only tried one, but, um, the one that I tried, I very much enjoyed. So we'll see how it goes. Um, anyway, you should check them out. They're great. And, uh, that's, that's really all I have to say. My ticket, yeah, for obvious reasons, uh, the shipping may be delayed a little bit, but I really enjoy them. So you should check them out. So So, back to the episode. (laughs) So yes, this episode probably lit up to interwebs even more than hard. the first two really hard yes and uh for good or ill 
I spent some time on, which is always dangerous, especially on today, because we're we're recording this on April first. This is the April Fool's Day episode. Yes, uh, we're recording this on April first, and it's always bad to get you know uh, online on that day anyway. But um, people are a little bit more somber now, thank God. So there's not yes. You know, it's, it's the apocalypse, so people are trying to be overly amusing um, uh, about stuff. But uh, lots of discussion mm-hmm. uh, about uh, who the hail is in Charlotte, <laughs> as I think one yes. person uh, put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of discussion about... Uh, uh, basically, you know, if Charlotte was the mole all along, what other implications did that have before? Mm -hmm. Lots of discussion about when we see the pearls, uh, of a few of the pearls and part of the pearls blocked by some handy cup there. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is the pearl that contains Bernard? Because uh, Dolores puts it in the reader and it says uh, Bernard. It says Bernard, yeah. Yeah. It's why the kind is of that red one. one? Sl- yeah. Yeah. It, it's slightly red, but it's not fully red. No. Like the human pearls were. Why yeah. is it slightly red? So. Mm-hmm. There's like people have just went. You can go down rabbit holes. These are rabbit holes with their own rabbit holes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they'll fit really big fucking rabbits, Kelly. (laughs) It's deep. This is is true. (laughs) And there are people who have taken the entire episode, basically every shot in the episode. Mm-hmm. Remember how you always say you always want to go back and ask if you can ever get Nolan and Joy to the side and ask, what was the meaning of the girl, yeah. the host in, with the purple dress in the background? Mm-hmm. These people have just went deeper than that. They have taken the background of every shot from this episode oh. and tried to do, you know, analyze yeah. like all the, and it's like, Oh God, you know, I'm like a nerd. I don't have time for this shit. Yeah. So, so I thought we would probably get to that point. The first episode, I'm actually a little upset that it took us to episode three to get here, but boy, they're really overdoing it now. Uh, and, and if you, you know, if you watch the trailer for the next episode, (laughs) uh, somebody, uh, somebody did, I clicked on a link and it brought me to this page where there's like a dozen or so pictures from that trailer. And it says load 77 more pictures. And I'm like thinking, seriously, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. and this guy had done, you know, analysis of that. So it's, it, it had a big impact. And, uh, I know this morning, first thing I get up this morning, what, you know, what woke me up this morning, Kelly, is like I've got my phone set uh, to like give me notifications after seven a.m. Mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have to reset that because I forgot. <laughs> because of your new job, you're up at six a.m. I am. Yeah. So as soon as seven a.m. rolls around, ping, 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 ping. I got like <laughs> notifications 
from you, from Moises, from Nathan, who was our, our guest on last week's uh, show. Yeah. And there's this huge thread on <laughs> the, the private incomparable Slack. Yes. We're discussing uh, uh, the spoilers. And then I started another one after that. I started another thread uh, <laughs> on Moises. And we, we made that thread even longer. But thank God by that time, I actually had some coffee in me so I could start to make sense. Uh, so I uh, shout out to those guys. And we had everybody jumping in that thread. I think uh, Syracuse jumped in that thread. Yeah. Uh, later on in the morning. So uh, it was very popular. So. Mm-hmm. Westworld's been consuming my mind all day. I haven't even played any World of Warcraft Classic today, Kelly. Oh. I've been doing doing just this. So uh, shout out to my uh, guildies who li- watch the show and listen to the podcast. Hey, everybody. So, so anyway, uh, and there were all, in our reaction show, and you realized this after we recorded the reaction show, there were things that we completely didn't mention, like... <laughs> yes. Uh, the Charlotte Hale reverse predator takedown sequence. Yes. We didn't even like go over that, and we'll get to that here. Oh yeah. So th- this episode was chock full of stuff, but let's let's talk about the beginning and uh, the conversation between Dolores and Charlotte. Because one thing a lot of people are not picking up on there. That I, I uh, and it struck me when I watched it Sunday night. I forgot to mention the reaction show when I was mm-hmm. doing the rewatch. I don't know, like the third rewatch of that scene this morning. Uh, that struck me again. I put in my notes, which is Nolan and Joy lied to us. <laughs> They're not telling a linear story because obviously that scene takes place before. The next to the last scene in season two. Wait, which where, which scenes are we talking about here? We're talking about the scenes with Charlotte and uh, Dolores in the beginning, where Dolores oh, is buttoning Charlotte. Am I? Yeah, you know, okay. bring yourself back on the line, that kind of stuff. And they look at let's see who uh, you need to be. You've worked to do. Yeah, yeah. They're looking at uh, Bernard's brain ball. She pops it in. Yep, that's Bernard. Mm-hmm. into the tablet right yeah well that means obviously that whole scene took place before dolores's conversation with naked bernard mm-hmm. at the end of season two and who the hell is in charlotte coming down the stairs and saying we have to go mm-hmm. right so they're telling a non-linear story. So if they're doing that, and they're actually, it's almost like blaring lights, non-linear. Yeah. So what else is not in sequence this season? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other things that could or could not be. So I've got a note before episode air, uh, four airs on Sunday. You know, Take a skim back through the first three episodes and make middle notes. Yeah. What? And I haven't had uh, time to do it, but if any of our astute listeners can, I'd be curious to know if you think we're being played. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, not if you think we're being played. Of course, how we're, we're being, being played. played. Yeah, how we're being played yeah. specifically. Which things are like that? Because it's making me think there could be, you know, things could be months. Uh, mm-hmm. Weeks, months, uh, even years 
out of sequence. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing is, you know, we talked in the uh, reaction show how, you know, who the hell is in Charlotte. The obvious thing is Teddy and everybody assumes right. it's Teddy. Right. Well, I mean, that's the obvious assumption, I would right. say. Which to me is like blaring lights. You no, know, moron. It's not, yeah, it's not <laughs> Teddy. Because, well, and the obvious thing is because, you know, you're close, you're special to me, you know, Dol- Dolores' dialogue. The because of what we, we mean to each other, I think yeah, she says. we mean to each other. The overhead shot of um, uh, of uh, Dolores wrapped around Hale in the bed calls mm-hmm. back to episode nine of season two after yeah. after Teddy, uh, Teddy kills himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right before they lay down, she says, Dolores says, don't harm yourself ever again. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like blaring lights, Teddy, Teddy, Teddy. But you know, Teddy's and in because it's so supply. obvious, we know the answer is no. <laughs> yeah. The answer is no. So, uh, uh, and so, uh, like I said, in our, text messages uh on slack this morning it's like and let's not talk about it being her dad peter abernathy because that would just be creepy as fuck yes uh even for nolan and choice so uh and we we talked about all sorts of other hosts so it's obviously going to be some other hosts and then Mm -hmm. if you think about what happens later in season three where uh uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, Brompton, Brompton, who's like mm-hmm. the annoying assistant to Hale or the other. <laughs> yes. Or Brompton uh, comes into Hale's office with the other guy whose name I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, and says, you know, we've had a, a, a break in. Right. And they tell her about Maeve Malay's. Uh, yeah. That Maeve got that Maeve is missing. Her pearl, yeah. Her, her host control unit, which is the thing that I picked up on. Yeah, when we talked about this earlier, Um, the humans are calling them host control units, and that's what they called them in in um, season two. Season two, yeah. But but like we've heard people say, we've heard people say host control unit before, but we've heard them say host control unit. We've heard it be people, and so my question, because I I texted you this earlier also, um, because she says something like Maeve's pearl was stolen, or how did they steal her pearl, or something like that. But Hale calls it a pearl, and I don't know if we've ever heard a human call them that. A non-host person in the show, I guess. Action item for the listeners. Find that, find that up. Yes. Uh, or but, more anyway, realistically, just go find the, the Reddit thread, because somebody has already put all of this through some sort of neural net, natural language, machine oh, learning thing. Oh, they put it thing. through a hobo. Yeah. Hey, who are you kidding? So we yeah, know, yeah, we know that, that there's going to be something that yeah so, anyway, so what yeah. i was getting to with the scene was what yes. he tells her is most were low level side narratives in other words mm-hmm. the other brain balls that were missing low level side narratives yeah hmm. 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 so they're high level non-side narratives so uh so maybe they're not Hosts that are all that prominent, like Teddy was a apparently a really big important big host. Deal. Yeah, well, yeah, he would be because deal. he's tied to Dolores, who's the oldest host in the park. She was first, right? So, but one person that could fit is Angela. That's true. 
Although though, we do have the problem she, of her being kind of exploded at the end of season yeah, two. Yeah, but she blowed up real good. Yep. Uh, she done I think did it. An episode eight, yeah, she done did it. I think it was episode eight of season yeah, two. Seven so. or eight. Yeah. When they blew up the cradle. Uh, mm-hmm. So she did, unless there's a backup. But that would fit. Right. And... Dolores trusts her because she obviously mm-hmm. trusted Dolores trusted her enough mm-hmm. to be her lieutenant in season two, right? Yeah. And she was a really badass lieutenant, she by the way. She really was. She really was. So that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. And then we started going through a lot of the other hosts. I mean, Clementine, she got the lobotomy, and she really was never close to Dolores. No. You brought up Lawrence this because is, the more I think about this, the more legit this sounds to me. Now I, I, I I'm going to top you on this. I'm telling okay. you, Kelly, this is the this is the prize. I'm going to top you. I'm going to top you on this twice. I I truly miss that motherfucker, uh, <laughs> and uh, but I I, I did, he was never really that close to Dolores because he was no. he was always the man in black sidekick, right? Yes. But yeah. but you know who was closer to Dolores than Lawrence? Well, let me let me Lawrence finish my pitch is... for Lawrence because I want to pitch I want to pitch Lawrence. Um because for for two reasons. Number one, the reason you say, which is that he was always the man in black sidekick. And there's a moment where um Dolores and Hale are having a conversation and uh Dolores says basically, "We need Delos." Like, you know, uh Hale tells her, "We have a mole." And um, and like there's a buyout happening and whatever. And so Dolores says, we need to keep control of the company. And without Delos, we can't make any more of us. And uh, in order to keep the company, you're going to have to go visit an old friend. Which is why I think that that Lawrence is at least a possibility. And even though Lawrence was never necessarily team Dolores, by any stretch of the imagination she definitely remembers him from uh the trek with william and being on the train and all of that and she knows that he's a that that he when he needs to be can be an ice cold sob and get it done and that's exactly the profile that charlotte has is ice cold sob who gets it done so that's why uh that appeals to me even more so what's your counter offer well, I don't think Dolores wasn't around when Lawrence became self-aware. Right. Right. So she doesn't know that. But she knows another mm-hmm. host near Lawrence is self-aware. Mm-hmm. She knew it 20 years ago. Lawrence's daughter. <gasps> but what do they mean to each other? I don't know. I'm working on that. Okay. Because <laughs> that's one of the but... things that she says is like... Like something like because I trust you because like you know why me but, or something and and Dolores says backup, because I trust you because of what we mean to each other. So. But I have a backup plan for that one, and somebody on yeah. Reddit came up with this before I did. Okay, it occurred to me uh, uh, rewatching early this morning. Okay, it's not Lawrence's daughter, another candidate, Dolores's horse. Low-level side narratives. That's that's valid. Now, 
the horse theory is gaining a lot of steam <laughs> on Reddit, apparently. And I had no idea. I I did this all separate myself, and I was like, oh, shit, that like kind of checks out. Yeah, so just because we're all cabin crazy would, right now. So everything yeah, sounds would, like a good idea. That, yeah, everything sounds like a good idea. <laughs> like cutting your own hair. I mean, yeah, come on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, not doing that. No. I'm, uh, I'm, bet, I'm going for the hobo look. Anyway, so this would explain a lot of um, what the hell's uh, mannerisms. <laughs> looking at her, ha- looking at her hands constantly, uh-huh. and things like that, and <laughs> some other stuff. And remember how Dolores describes her in the beginning. Well, let's... you're a no, no. You're, You're a, a creature, creature of, of beauty, beauty and power. Yes. Interesting. That's funny. So here, but here's I, the other I, thing. It could be all bullshit, but right. hey, it's worth a theory, right? <clears throat> well, in in those scenes where we're seeing Dolores and Charlotte have a conversation, um, one of the things that this show has taught me is as we sit here and debate who Dolores is talking to, I think we also need to debate who's steering the Dolores ship. Because what if it's not Dolores? Now, also, by the way, just as a side note, part of the Lawrence's daughter, whose name I don't even know, because um, I don't know if we ever heard it. Um, part of why that sounds good is because I was noticing today that she sounds very young when she's talking. In a few instances when she's talking to Dolores, like with her guard down, kind of. She she sounds like she's like her voice is much younger. So I was noticing that. Um, Charlotte's voice. Charlotte's voice. Yeah. Yeah. But so yeah, either a younger host like mm-hmm. Lawrence's daughter or a non-human host. Yeah. Right. Who doesn't Who's really understand know. about being yeah. human? Right. Yeah. So, but. The- but I, I can tell you right now, there's a clear line that says in the episode, who's driving Dolores. Okay. And it is. And it's when it's in the opening scene when mm-hmm. what the hell says, why can't I be myself like, like you? you? But do we and know? I mean, yeah. Yeah, okay. that that means it's it is Dolores inside of Dolores. What aspect of Dolores? Eh, yeah, we don't see, know. That's that's where I'm at is because the theory I came up with, um, which I think has also um, bounced around on Reddit a little bit, is that um, is that somehow now uh, Wyatt and Dolores are separate. So it's Wyatt in Dolores and it's Dolores in Hale. So in those scenes, it's like Dolores is talking to herself a little bit. And we've seen that before, which is why I bring it up. We've seen her have conversations with herself. So um, that's a theory that I have enjoyed. And I'm, I'm still kind of not necessarily because I'm 100% with it, but I also sort of like the idea that maybe um, at least one of those balls is a backup, one of the pearls. Um, anyway, so... We'll see how this turns out. I'm when I keep uh, no, playing the, the through mul- the multiple Dolores thing uh, has some legs on Reddit. Certainly. Oh yeah. I think uh, there was 
Because see, then it's we'll true, but not true what... at the same time. Like yeah. that's the other thing about it is it's the sweet spot of, um, yeah. of but of Dolores... Nolan and Joy storytelling. Like we told right. you, you know, like like you know, why can't I be myself like you? Well, Wyatt looks like that. Dolores looks like that. You know. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be Wyatt inside of Dolores, right? Right. That's. That's a an aspect or orthogonal to the multiple Dolores theory, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it could be different uh, Dolores's or different stages of her backup, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So uh, we've gone back but, through the Dolores time machine files, and we found this one right. from. But years here's ago. the problem I have with that. <laughs> yes. Is if she was going to do that and take out. Uh, that many brain balls or make that many copies uh-huh. why didn't she just take out more why didn't she make more clones of herself if she had the equipment to do that there right what what is the conceit mm-hmm. uh and if she can do that then she can obviously make more of our kind mm-hmm. right so it it's not really a problem, but it it's not really a very good thing because if it's more of Dolores, like yeah, you know, whatever there. But anyway, the implication is that there are others. The other thing is who's in Martin Connell's. Yeah. So that was the thing I brought up in the thread uh, this morning too, because mm-hmm. she, you know, she put something in Martin Connell's um, in the first episode. Yeah. One of those brain balls. Uh, this and would be uh, the assistant to the guy that run to the yeah, the guy Liam. that she was dating, Liam, who run, who air quote runs uh, Insight, which is the company that was built around Rehoboam for people who don't remember. Yeah. Uh, this is the hard boiled Scottish SOB that uh, yeah. got got at the end of the episode and that Dolores casually replaced with her own version with Folgers crystals. We'll call it. Yes, with- uh, he was secretly replaced with Folgers crystals, and so now we're going to find out if Liam can tell the difference. He did make a cameo in this episode, so we do know that he's still around doing something and communicating with Dolores. Yeah. So, uh, so one of the balls would it, would that be Dolores again? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. So yeah. that's the problem that I have with the multiple. Dolores theory. Mm-hmm. I want to well, see. And the only reason that it sticks with me is because there is a clear line between Dolores and Wyatt. Like, not necessarily, you know, pre necessarily like time machine backups of Dolores, but like who she was before the Wyatt update and who she was after the Wyatt update are very different. And so that was sort of why I thought it might be. And plus, that would make sort of a clever side note of if Dolores is in Hale's body. Why can't I be myself like you? Because like, you know, right. meaning but like she, I want to be Dolores because that's what I look like. That's actually me. But, and you're in my spot, you know. But she got merged with Wyatt 30 years ago. Right. Well, right. So, so I'm, I'm that's what Arnold, the original Arnold did that before he died. Yeah. I mean, that's how he got Dolores to kill right. him. That's and that's where he merged the, with Wyatt. Right. And what the reveries kicked off, if I'm not mistaken, is how that, you know, that's how that ended up anyway so the other thing while we're talking about uh people having conversations we should talk about charlotte who um 
get some really awful voicemail. First of all, who listens to voicemail now, let alone who's going to listen to it whenever the hell this show is set? Can we start yeah. there? Who listens? Who really checks voicemail, really? Um, but also, she gets um, some very odd-sounding messages and ends up having a very interesting conversation at the end, which, when I first watched it, I think it was mostly just because I was still sort of observing and taking in and trying to sort out what was going on. And now I just have a bunch of questions. So, because I don't get why... I don't get what what charlotte thinks whoever's steering her i don't get what she thinks is going to happen if she tells dolores there's a mole in the company and she's the mole in the company for this guy like how is how is she gonna come out how to come out ahead in any of this that's the part i'm curious about well, the good news is if she dies, <laughs> she's a host anyway, right? So yeah. uh, the other theories on the net is like when she goes and meets, when she finds out that the original, the real Charlotte Hale was the mole, she finds that out from Ciroc, uh, that there was a lot of theories on because the Ciroc, one of Ciroc's assistants comes and gives her the glasses and, mm-hmm. you know, says, uh, where are these things? Uh, and by the way, that's, uh, uh, that's, uh, apparently that's, uh, uh, Palm doing that. Uh, I didn't oh. recognize her at first cause the, uh, the blonde hair. Yeah. Uh, well, it was dark and it was a very brief moment. So I, I didn't pick that up either. Yeah. So, um, uh, but there's a lot of theories on Reddit is that, Oh, this is confirmation that rock is, is not real that, uh, he's mm-hmm. uh virtual yeah uh you know he's a projection of rehoboam mm-hmm. but, which is a thing i was considering too right but i'm not i'm not buying that theory this is like people pulling its straws because uh we've seen him real with mave last episode real person you know unless he's also a host was, was and he whatever real, though? i mean yeah he was there with mave Right. Well, yeah. I mean, we we think so. Yeah. Well, it wasn't widescreen anymore, right? So we know she was out of the cradle slash forge slash whatever sublime slash simulation, right? So she's out of the simulation. Yes. She's with him. That's a real place, right? Well, I don't know. And that's the only reason that I that I was considering it was because uh, maybe like. Because maybe it's not a real place, only because I sort of <clears throat> right. But because it would those... make sense if Dolores has control of Rehoboam somehow, that this guy is who Rehoboam built to take her down. Because why? What human would have this agenda and would know enough to know that it was Dolores and that this is what needs to happen and all of that? So that's why, to me, it has a certain amount of credence. Is because, like. Because I can totally see where Rehoboam wants her gone because Rehoboam wants to go back to being in charge of everything. And right now it's not him, it's her. I could get the Rehoboam would be manipulating him, but I think he's a real person because Liam knows he's a real person, right? Because in the first episode, when he's just about to tell Dolores 
who it is. Mm-hmm. And then the real Martin Connell uh, t- uh, tells her he knows it's a real person and he oh, knows the true. name of the real person, right? So that's why I think this that's whole true. theory is probably bullshit. Mm, <laughs> Just, yeah. it's, it, it, the thing is... Well, that's valid, but at the same time, yeah. like it's all, it, it could also be that uh, he died and nobody told him. <laughs> I mean, like... Uh, if he's such a private secret person, maybe he died and this is a good way to um, to get control back. Like maybe, you know, maybe that's why everybody got locked out of the system and everybody just thinks that it's this guy. Right. Because Rehoboam killed him, too, or something killed him. And so now that's what happened. So everybody thinks this guy is still around, but he's not really still around. It's just a ghost in the machine. We'll see. But we'll find out. It. Uh, yeah. yeah so uh as with to... everything this comes with the asterisk of we are totally making shit up and there's an excellent chance that we're completely wrong so let's talk about uh something else we didn't talk about during uh <laughs> the uh and i mentioned it uh, when we we're starting out the predator scene ah uh, yes we're the audition we're... for mother of the year yes uh so really were you upset that she killed that guy? Uh, I, <clears throat> I, I didn't see it coming. Honestly, I really thought she was just going to mess him up, not like on a permanent basis. So yeah, like uh, right out in broad daylight and everything. Well, else. but nobody can see because remember, right at the beginning, she said something about thanks for fixing the cameras for me or something like that, and so took yeah. his little um. <clears throat> his little thing that we saw Lena Wraith had Lena Wraith had in the first episode with Caleb that like keeps them from being on all the cameras and stuff. So um so like first of all, as soon as she did that, that told me that this dude came prepared, which sort of worried me. And then uh part of what lends credence to me to my uh it's Dolores in Charlotte theory is that she made a very, very Dolores face when she grabbed his shoulder and shoved him back down to the bench. And I feel like there's probably a little more insight in that conversation with Tommy, I think was his name, um, about uh, who is steering the hail ship. And so I kind of want to go back and watch that again, even though it's a little uncomfortable to watch. Um, as she just sort of sits there and enjoys killing a dude, which is sort of weird. Um, but yeah, I have to say, like, I didn't feel particularly sad about that guy. And I felt like retroactively a little bit creeped out when I remembered that when she was with Nathan Hale, by the way, uh, the night before <clears throat> when they, you know, she, he said he was really excited about like Tommy was there and let me pet his dog. And then we find out this is Tommy and he's creepy and ew and all of it. Yeah. It was, it was weird. I have to say, how about you? I thought it was weird too. I didn't, didn't expect her to kill him, but as soon as it moved into it and she leaned down and went, I thought to myself, she's going to kill him. Oh, he's done. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It was, it was very, I didn't see it coming, but as soon as, like, I didn't see it, like, as soon as she took one look at him, like, oh, he's gone. Like, no, it was as soon as she shoved him back down and 
it was very clear that she had her hand around his throat and was very comfortable there. Uh, that that's when I was like, yeah, I, I, he's done. So the uh, the other the icing on the cake was her taking the dog. Uh, I thought that was yeah both disturbing and funny. Yes, both of those disturbing. Things. Both of those things. So. Yes. I thought that was really interesting, too, in terms of character development, because it's at that point that she comes into her own. There's no more self-harm. There's no more hurry worrying about what she mm-hmm. should be doing next. It's no longer questioning uh, her identity, so to speak. She, she says, you help one, me remember who I am or something like that. She does have the one scene where she's watching the video again of the real Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And she has the crying scene. Yeah. And then then she figures it out, the you are my sunshine tones. Mm-hmm. And then she figures out what the number is and how to get a hold of the person that's reaching her. Because that was her uh that was sort of her the, her key to uh to figure out uh how to get to the mole. So that yeah. was really interesting. It was a bit of a detective story there. Yeah. So, and I liked it. I yeah. liked that a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think the scenes with, um, Caleb and Dolores, mm-hmm. uh, were interesting, especially the, the backstory scenes where we kind of figure out oh. what made Caleb, Caleb, Caleb and the whole, yeah. You know, he's going to kill himself and I'm going to rebel against that kind of thing. And yeah. Dolores um, saying to him when they're out on the pier, you surprised me. So this yeah. kind of like a new thing for Dolores. She's never met a human like that. Yeah. You know, Maeve actually met humans that did not suck. That's true. Right. You know, uh, 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 the two techs, uh, Felix, Felix and, and even Sylvester. Sylvester, even Sylvester, but particularly uh, Lee, you yeah. know, Lee Sizemore, you know, he re- Lee Sizemore, you know, redeemed himself at the end. So May knows that there are good humans. Mm-hmm. Dolores, until this time, had never seen one. Yeah. So this is an interesting turning point for her. So I'm. I'm wondering how much coming around, because we know Dolores and Maeve meet. Oh, yeah. We're assuming that they fight each other at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But we had that same assumption that was going to happen in season two, and it never did. Right. The closest they came was sort of a tense conversation, and they kind of both went like, well, I'll leave you alone if you leave me alone. Well, I'll leave you alone if you leave me alone. Okay. That was about the end of it. Yeah. Right. So I don't know if we're getting played on that one either. Yeah, I don't know. I do know that, uh, and let's talk about the trailer because we're going to have to be, uh, we're almost at our mark here. We're going to have to be wrapping here. Uh, Those scenes of next week's uh, episode, we're obviously finally going to get us some man in black. Yes. And boy, does he look batshit crazy. So, Oh, he's pissed. Yeah. So where is he and when is he? Mm -hmm. And is he in this derelict crazy mode? 
<gasps> by his own choosing or is he being held against his will you have a theory obviously that is the <laughs> kelly has a theory That's, yes um folks just so you know i know kelly long enough to know the uh yeah know well, tells. so you're talking about um william and yes william, and you said a man in black yeah. a man in black and uh you said where is he and then you said when is he and all yeah. i could think of was old friend and so what if it's ford what if ford is uh, in one of these somewhere one of these brain balls uh well it wouldn't be a black pearl now would it <laughs> so i think uh Maybe the reason that my new theory about why Bernard's brain ball is slightly red mm-hmm. is that he had part of Ford duct taped onto him, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Last season. Well, I just and figured so, it was because um, he was the he was the one that Ford made from scratch. I don't know how many others he made from scratch, so that was. Yeah, before they had the hat band recording technology. Yeah, before all of that. Uh, he was a copy yeah. of Arnold before they had the technology. Yeah. So, and we know, that, we know that William, whether you want to call it friendship or not, we know that William has a very long relationship with Ford. So that's why I wonder if maybe there's, there's, there's more Ford in this than we know yet. So... Yeah, we saw a whole I, lot of him in season two, and remember he got God, you know, as the finale of season one. So who's to say he won't be back for another round? You never know. Yeah, you don't, don't know about that, but but I'm excited to see what his deal is now, Williams, yeah, Man in Blacks. Right. So when here's the odd thing is we have in any of the trailers we haven't seen, um. Charlotte and the man in black in the same frame. No, we have seen Dolores in the man in black in the same frame. Mm-hmm. And what Dolores tells Charlotte in the opener is that she's going to have to, uh, see an old friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, why is she telling her that? I know. And is is the old friend William, who is the old friend? So, mm-hmm. so the key thing I want everybody to realize here is <laughs> misdirection, misdirection, misdirection. Yes. All of these things are important, but we're supposed to be f- fooled by them. Well, shit, for all that, who's steering the man in black ship? Well, he's a human, though, right? Is he? Well, we don't... Why uh, did we test him for fidelity after the credits last time? Well, yeah, but that's obviously in the far future. So your question is, is is he already William in a... And Mm -hmm. already going nuts? Mm -hmm. Could be. Could be. Maybe Dolores... uh, uh, killed him and replicated him, but she would have had to do that before she left the park. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. She doesn't have the technology to create the new brain balls right. outside the park. She could make host bodies and a few other things, but she can't mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. So, 
Mm. We have Blessings. so many things we need to like figure out. So many things. Um, I really did enjoy the sequence uh, there near the end with with Caleb and Dolores, where they did talk about um, uh, Rohoboam and uh, yeah, you're gonna kill yourself. We know it's gonna be like ten years, but yeah, the system says it's totally gonna happen. And uh, the way and and watching Caleb come around on his own. That was really fun. I've said before, I love Aaron Paul. He's so good in this show. He's really, really great as Caleb. I enjoy Caleb a lot as a result. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how the two of them kind of bounce off each other. Because <clears throat> just because yeah, from the start, they've had this, this, you know, very odd relationship, uh, Caleb and Dolores. And it's been interesting to watch the two of them sort of figure each other out, kind of. I guess. And uh, I've enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the moment because he obviously does find out that uh, he finds out that Dolores is an AI, an artificial being. Yeah, that she's not right? human. So yeah. that she's not human. And so what does he think about that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to, I want to find out, uh, uh, more there's got to be flashbacks to liam's father because we know he's been cast mm -hmm. you know to zuckerberg or whatever his <laughs> name was yeah and um uh to old man dempsey i guess uh yeah. after it was first so who uh i want to find out what that backstory is and why did mm -hmm. why exactly did uh Sirach have him killed and what the nature of that was yeah. i really curious as who the other brain balls are i'm very very curious if we're going to find out next episode it, how serac convinces mave to go along with this, this is plan. a good idea yeah and also whether mave is really going along with it or playing him yeah because mave is the only being out there who's possibly smarter than dolores right that's yeah. gonna be interesting to watch i think um, also, also why yes. the fuck is <laughs> Bernard wearing a suit in the trailer? Did you see? Did you notice yes! that? And I don't know. It's a very nice suit, too. Uh, by the way, mm -hmm. I like the, the oh yeah, uh, he the looked good. coat and stuff like that. Yeah, he look look sharp. So uh, and and you know we're gonna have the uh, buddy team back with him and Stubbs oh, the next we, episode. We have to because I want to watch that show forever. Um. A question that came up for me briefly in this episode when we saw um, uh, uh, the Rico app go off when they were in the ambulance is that um, and there was there was a little bit of kind of a, a maybe a side mention of this when they got the guy that had overdosed on implants or whatever was um, uh, he, like he can't go to jail. That's why we're doing this right. You know we can't send him to jail because of who he is or whatever. So somebody is financing those. Like somebody. Oh, I think it's Rehoboam is doing that. Okay. Because that, yeah, because, that was because, my question yeah. was like, where did, where is that money coming from? And then why, like, what would be the motivation for funding that? So like, what does Rehoboam want with getting Dolores out of the way? Like in that case, or what does Rehoboam want oh, with getting oh, that I guy, keeping that right. guy, like somebody put up the money to send some folks to go 
blow that ATM and somebody put up the money to send folks to go uh, scrape the overdoser off the ceiling and whatever. And so who put up the money to go and to, to go, you know, put the end to Dolores and then send two dudes after Caleb so that he could find out so that they could find out where Dolores was and, you know, get the money for her. So there's a there's a I whole think it was hinted, yeah, thing I, to that I, that I, I don't know. I got a theory. I got yes. a theory. That the answer is that it's all insight and it's all Rehoboam. And here's why. And Dolores hinted at it when she told Caleb this episode. Yes. You know, they let you do this in this, you know, construction shop and they let you do these petty crimes because she already knows about it from the analysis that uh, uh fake martin did yeah. so it's all insight it's all insight is all about controlling everybody yeah. writing the future and they have some cranks in society but they're useful for other things hey let them do some crime they they need a crime infrastructure sure we can do that and do useful things with it okay. right because if you know what all the crimes are ahead of time mm-hmm you can just get other stuff done via those avenues to, uh, to take short uh, shortcuts T- to a computer. It wouldn't see any difference. You know, th- there's nothing moral about that. It's not right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's not right or wrong. Yeah. It's just a means to an end. So I, right. I hmm. think that whole thing is being run by insight. That wouldn't surprise That's me. My theory. Yeah. Yeah. And I do want to just reiterate the thing that I said when we were doing the reaction show, which was um, uh, one of the, to me, one of the the most notable parts that I would underline if it were in a form that was not a TV show is the part when Dolores says uh, they took all the data from before there were privacy laws and fed it all to the machine. And that to me was because that's now. <laughs> and so that was the part that, that um, was the most unsettling to me in that whole episode of unsettling things was um, the part that was basically very, but, very, very much uh, current, I guess. Very, very topical. But did, you, but did you go and delete your Facebook app? I don't put anything on Facebook anyway, so I don't have anything. I don't have anything of consequence there to remove, really. So I haven't yet. Yeah. Um, I need it for there's one thing that I have to do every day that I have to do on Facebook um, that I'm trying to figure out a way around uh, for a different show. But um, I don't post anything there. And I have a I have an extension installed that uh, doesn't let the news feed load. So I'm not even seeing anything that that anybody shows me there. So there isn't any interesting data there in the first place. Similar. Plus, I get mad at Mr. Kelly when he tags me on stuff and when we go places. Like, don't tell Facebook I'm here. They don't need to know. So, yeah. So, I do my best to make sure that I'm not on Facebook as it is. And, uh, yeah, given the opportunity, I would so, get rid of it and not look back. as a transition to the end, don't contact <laughs> us on Facebook. Yes. This is, there's a reason we never tell you to, to, to track us down on Facebook. Um, <clears throat> Please yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah, don't. Um Twitter's best. The tweeter, the tweeter is bad enough. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it's not like I'm any great fan of the post-apocalyptic hellscape on the Tweety Box. However, um, <laughs> they at least at this point, they're not doing anything really nefarious with my data, so I haven't minded. Um, 
but you can find me on Twitter as Verso. You can find the show there as Westworld Rewind. And you can find Don there too, secretly. If you as know his Don Melton. If you know his code it's name. It's my secret code name, Don Melton. If you know Don Melton's code name of Don Melton, you might be able to track him down. Yep. Uh, and like I said, you can find the show at Westworld Rewind. Um, if you want to talk to us, that's going to be the easiest way is to reach out to us probably through Twitter. Um, that's going to do it for us today. So, Don, as always, thank you for being here. Slightly. <laughs> uh, we're going to get this out the door as soon as possible, and then uh, we will talk to you again on Sunday night after episode four. Uh, once we've sufficiently recovered from episode four. And uh, we will uh, we will be back then. We will talk to all of you at that point. Be excellent to each other, and make sure you're safe out there. We'll see you then. 